Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolUnderTalk.com. Uh, Allie, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you as well. And, and uh, I have to say the earlier call is good, but then also I'm like, you know, I could sleep till 7, 30, 8 o'clock now and, you know, maybe 9 even and lay in bed and drink my coffee. What are you doing to me? So well, I've got uh, those. I've got those virtual uh, uh, orientations that I've got to do my time at ten o'clock, and, and normally our call was at ten thirty. So I've and I've actually found um, the morning time seems to be a little bit better, where I'm getting them to show up. I'm, I shouldn't say I'm getting them to show up. They're showing up more frequently in the morning orientations than they are in the. Uh, uh, afternoon. Now the evening yeah. ones, people are showing up, but the uh, at the afternoon, the two thirty and the three thirty time, just I don't know what it is. It must be siesta time or something that time because uh, it's kind, they're it's not kind showing of funny, up. Yet. Right? Isn't it interesting to see you know trends of people? You know, just like you're, you're able to discover a lot about people in in tragedy or in times of stress and struggle and strife, right? And you know, just even with um my martial art friends, like just, you know, we have groups of people that talk together. And so normally like if it were a snowstorm, I'd send out a text to 10 of my local friends within like a 20 mile radius. And I'd say, what are you doing? And, you know, one guy says, oh, I'm closing. You know, it's not so bad up here. We're higher on the North shore. And, you know, anyway, we get a consensus of each other. But when this hit, like everyone was panicking and was so negative for a while, I had to erase my own um, my own group mass text to all my buddies because it's so depressing to hear them, you know, I'm like saying I'm trying to see the positive light and trying to do that. And, and, uh, and they were like, Oh my God, we're going to close. I'm like, how are you going to close? One of my, one of my buddies, him and his wife are both retired school teachers. His building that he owns for his school is totally paid in full. He's got, he's got tons of money in the bank. And he's like, he's not worried, you know, about making a living. He's just like with his school, ah, you know, if, if people quit, they quit. What am I going to do? Like, he's not even doing virtual classes. He's not doing any Oh, gosh, yeah. So, like, it's crazy. But he says, you know, I have no desire, I have no interest. I'm not doing it. I'm like, what can I tell him? He's 72. That's his life. And he's made a decision. And that's just, you know, what he wants to do. I'm happy for him. But so many other people haven't even started. They're starting now. And I'm like, wow, they're a little behind the eight ball on, on these classes online and virtual classes. And, you know, some of them are still yeah. using the videos. It's terrible. Well, I what I find, yeah, I find that really, um, uh, gosh, disturbing, sad. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing is, I, I say to myself, man, I I've always said that I'm a procrastinator, that I am lazy, and but <laughs> those those individuals make me look like I'm on top of the world, or that I'm on top of everything, because I, I I'm yeah. just amazed that that they're that far behind. It kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. And you're right, though. And, you know, I feel the same way. I guess it's our own mindset, too. Like, I, I always say to my my fiance Nicole, and, and my daughter, I'm like, I'm so darn lazy, you know, like, I can't believe it. And then there are guys like, you know, you and I, you know, we, we've already, like, we didn't, if you think about our timeline, we literally got things up and running virtual online interactive classes, started talking about what to do, started formulating a plan together. You and I worked a little bit on stuff together, sharing ideas, and we were up and running the very next week. So, like, we had classes going. Facebook Live started, then I shifted to Zoom, and then, you know, thank God for Spark. I mean, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not selling the program, 
But um, you know, Ron Sell. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I know I don't have to because it's such an amazing program. But I don't want people to think like I'm just you know talking spark, spark, spark. We're not paid to do this and talk about it. And um, although I wish we did get a little sponsorship money from them, but but anyway, like they they developed that whole entire thing where you could click on a link and it, it reminds you of your class 15 minutes prior. And then once a class starts, you click on the link, it brings you to Zoom, which is password protected. It tracks attendance. There's so much going on. And through the app, it gives you push notifications and reminders and all crazy stuff. So, like, things like that, to me, are pretty, pretty incredible. So we ramped up really quick, and we were moving quickly, doing our thing. So, um, you know, I'm proud of what we accomplished. And that's why sometimes it offends me when people, like a parent of mine, complains that, you know, hey, you're just doing online. It's not the same. I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of work. And, and, and it is great. You know, it's something that's pretty important. Right. Well, I had a parent yesterday who, and and by the way, I'm just going to say this quickly for those of you guys that are getting on. Uh, we will go over the reboot uh, information. We're just uh, yeah. you know chat, chatting real quick, uh, getting things off of our chest, which we kind of do. But uh, we will get into the reboot. So hang on, hang on with us real quick. Um, but anyhow, she said, "Hey, are you still charging full price uh, this month because the kids aren't getting the same experience?" And I, I knew that last month they had signed a cancellation anyways and that this month was their last month they had to pay. Right. Well, of course, I always go back and I investigate before I even respond because um, this was through text. And so I looked, and, yep, I, I remembered correctly. She had signed a cancellation form. Their last payment is uh, April 24th. And they did pay, you know, March. I always make sure that they've already paid, you know. Right. And, and so, um, but I also looked, and they haven't come since, I think it was like March 5th. Right. But that's their, that was their decision, right? That was their decision to not show up, even though she knew that she still had to pay for March and April. Uh, and so I just texted her back, and I said, uh, 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 yes, but April is your last payment. Well, immediately she texts back and said something with regards to the fact that that was ridiculous. And, and so I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to fight with this person. It's not right. worth doing that. Right. Um, and then I just text back and I said, not a problem. We will cancel April's payment. And then that was it. And I, I know what I wanted to say. And I didn't right. say what yeah. I wanted to say. And I uh, canceled it. But, you know. Nothing back from her. She didn't say, "Okay, thank you," or, "Yeah," or, no. "Okay, I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could talk you into making sense." Like it, she didn't even right. do any of that. So we are dealing with that. Everybody is, um, and so we are going to have to be the ones that are patient. And you know, I guess behind the scenes, if you got to grumble a little bit, like you know, when I saw that text, of course I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are right. you kidding me?" And and okay, maybe you're hurting for money. Then just say that. Just say, my gosh, is there any way that you could not take it out? Rather than attacking me and saying I'm I'm a horrible person for holding yeah. you to an agreement that you signed. Um, well, I'm a reasonable if, person. So if I could help, if I could help you a little on that. And by the way, I feel the same way at times. Like we always get defensive, right? Our defense mechanisms pop up, you know. So 
like people will say, well, the live classes are not the same. I'm like, you're right. The only difference is they're not live and we're not able to touch each other. I said, but there, there are benefits that I've actually found to these live interactive classes that, that are not in a normal classroom setting. I'm finding that my kids are learning kata better than they've ever learned, like prearranged movements. Um, and I'm finding that they're looking at the details because I could do this kind of stuff. I'll go like, we're going to do a shooto strike, guys. And watch, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to go, and you could literally see the side of my hand. You see, this is the part that we hit on. You see, like, how close I'm in the camera? These are things I can never do in a classroom. And they're forced to look singularly at what I'm telling them, right, at that moment in time. So the learning experience is quite different. So, you know, in, in essence, there is a good advantage to doing these classes. I'm finding that the kids that are engaged, the people that are engaged, even my adults, are going to come back better than before. But one thing I want to point out to you and to everyone else, because I've taken it personally. I really have a lot of times when people say things that they throw a little dig in there. Like this one woman I got an email yesterday, um, and she's like, are you, are, you, um, are you charging us? For, you're still taking tuition? That just shows the integrity of how you run your business. And I'm like, I text her back. I'm like, I sent you two letters that said if you want not to have your tuition taken out, just tell me. Yeah. Like, but I can guarantee you she just dismissed my letters, didn't read them, because this is the type of person she is. And then she's always had snide comments. So I'm ready to fire back. I got my fingers warmed up. I'm, like, ready to go. And then yeah. I text her and email her. And then I said, you know what? I remembered, a, and I'm not going to read this whole entire thing, but one of my students posted a thing about, um, you know, the whole entire saying we're not in the same boat. Um, but it, it, it said, like, you know, I'll paraphrase it. You know, I heard that we're all in the same boat, but it's not like that. And then it goes on to talk about every boat that people are in. They're similar in many regards, but everyone deals with situations differently. So there are some people in their nature that are just not appreciative when they feel that they're living in scarcity, right? They're mad at everybody, right? There are those that are in, in the mindset of abundance, even though they might not have it. They're just thankful to be alive, right? You know, in religion, it talks about that all the time. I use this all the time, and I always say to people, you know, judge and ye shall be judged, right? That's some of the scripture. I, I don't know if I have it exactly how it is, right? But people are always like, I can't believe you know, this so-and-so did this. Isn't it bad that they're judging others? I go, you just judged them by, by saying what you said, right, you know? So, <laughs> so everybody, everybody is in a different boat. So they're all reacting from their own experience. And they might not be mad at us. They might be mad at the situation. They might be frustrated. You know, there could be something going on. So, you know, I just let it go now as best as possible. And I say, okay, I'm going to pause them. And maybe if they hate me now or they don't like what's going on, they'll never come back. What am I going to do? And part of that now leads into the reopening. So I want to let you start with all of it, and then maybe you could help people. Because the reentry process is going to be, well, I think it's going to be way longer than the yeah. quarantine process, right? So in other words, like we've been quarantined since March, let's just say March 15th to April, end of April, middle of May. I mean, I think the reentry process is going to take us well into the holidays because the survival mentality is going to last far longer than the quarantine mentality. Even though the people might be out, younger people are going to be out partying and doing stupid things like, like you know, never before. But the other people are going to be holding on to their money. Let me see how this goes. Do I got my job back, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the process is going to be, the nurturing process for us is going to take way longer. So I'm going to just let you start off and then I'll chime in. So you got the stage, man. All right, you're gonna riff off of me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm ready to go, but well, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So I think the the first thing that we need to um, 
think about is that every, I like what you had brought up. You know, we're all, we're not all in the same boat. We are in a boat, but we're not all in the same boat. So with that in mind, we have to understand that everybody is going to have their different perceptions, uh, preconceived ideas on, on their own reentry and right. how that's going to look for them. And yeah. fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, we have to, we have to cover all of the, the basis that we can. So with meaning that yes, we can reopen, but, uh, there is going to be a, a, a new normal. And I, I totally hate that word, that the, those words, I just hate it. Um, before the normal. And can I, so can I ask that you new normal. Yeah. Can I ask you something about why you hate the new normal? Like, I, I, I know a lot of people don't like that. And, and I wonder, like, why it bothers us. I think it has a lot to do with what you're going to say in the future. So, like, why is that a problem, the new normal? Like, because life has changed. Um, things are different. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, probably. And I don't mind life changing, uh, things being different. Uh, or, or maybe I do. Maybe I'm lying to myself. Um, and please don't send me your $175 uh, psychology bill, okay? Because um, <laughs> I'm not on your couch. No. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I, it's I, virtual. I, yeah. I liked the normal. I guess that's where I'm at. And, you know, I don't know what the – there is going to be a new normal period, but I do think that after that, there's going to be a normal period. Uh, right. Is it going to be exactly how things ran uh, or right now? Yeah, I, I honestly do. If there is not, if there's not a second coming of this, you know, in the fall, by this time next year, everything will be back to normal, like it is running right now, or like it ran before this happened. Will there be other policies and procedures that we will do? Will some people still be doing virtual things? Absolutely. Um, and is that a new normal? I guess if that's what you call it. Uh, I just think that that's just something new, um, you know, that becomes normal uh, after time. So, yes, do I think that there's going to be a new normal? Yeah, I think that is the conjunction between now and where normalcy happens. Does that kind of make sense? It, it totally does. However, though, understanding that no matter what we do, right, there's always going to be stuff. And, and for some strange reason, and by the way, I'm not going to get on a conspiracy kick and keep it to a quick minimum, but for some strange reason, the essence of this virus, the coronavirus, has been way different. Um, meaning like, you know, starting off in 2004, we had SARS, then we had the avian flu, then we had swine flu, and then we had Mercer. And we had Ebola and Zika and, you know, and then Ebola again, a reoccurrence of it. And from 2014, there was a span that we didn't have. And then 2018, it, re, it re, you know, came back. Um, and then coronaviruses. So you, you wonder, like, they're almost every four years, to, you know, two to four years, there's a new trend in viral activity. Um, I'll let you conspiracy theorists run with that. But, I mean, as far as everything else goes, we have to understand, like, we've made changes and we've always adapted. The biggest thing with this is it literally shut our lives down and we were locked in. And then the media kept pounding us. So that's a weird thing that's going on. I just want you know, to point that out. So we can't let ourselves get caught up in the fear that we're never going to have a, a life again and never going to have a right. life like we used to have. It just may be slightly changed. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll think of it differently. But, but you're right, though. 
Yeah, and I think in the end, uh, and this could be a whole other call. Maybe this is maybe this is down the road. Um, you know, the the changes that will happen and occur if we're on top of them, we can put ourselves in a better situation so that if something like this happens next time, we won't be yeah. as affected um, like we were this time. But that's a whole other, yeah. another topic. Um, so first off, I think we have to be cognizant of the reality of what people are perceiving as their reality. Yes, we're all in a boat. We're not in the same boat. But um, – you're going to have a certain percentage of your population. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that when you are able to open back up, 10% of those of your people are going to go, yep, I want to come in. Yeah. And the other 90% are going to go, eh, I don't think so. And let's just say that over a, and we'll make it easy, over a 30-day period, that's going to change. So every, every week you see another, you know, uh, 20% show up at right. your door. So by the right. end of the month, you have 90% of the people actually physically showing up. Right. I don't think it's going to be that easy, but I do think that you have to start to take a look at that, understand that that is going to be the new normal for a certain period of time, and plan accordingly. So when, when this happened, when we got shut down, I put in place that we were going to, in my mind, I put in place that we were going to be doing uh, virtual things from now until May uh, or until the end of May, till May 30th or May 31st, however you want to put that. Um, and 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 so in my mind, I got uh, and and structurally, everything has been created to make sure that that happens. Now, for us in um, Illinois, right now, up until like. Right now, until this uh, call is happening, we're supposed to reopen on April 30th, you know, May 1st, if you will. I honestly don't think that's going to happen. I think that our governor is going to say, "Not we're going to we're going to hold off at least another two weeks." I really think that, um, if not a month, you know, I hope not a month, but if not a month. So structurally, here I'm already set for all the way through May 30th. But at some point, there's going to be a transition. Like I said, 10% of the population is going to come in, 90% is not. How are you going to handle that? Meaning, are you still going to um, do virtual and physical, and how does that look? Um, and, and let's not even get into, and we will, but I'm not even talking about the rules and regulations that are going to have to be different and the policy and procedures that's going to have to be different in your studio to make that happen. But let's right, just talk right. about the, the, the classes first. So fortunately for me, I have two rooms. So I have a front room that we're doing the uh, virtual classes in, and I have a back room. I have another instructor that's already ready when I call him up, and he's been doing some work along the side, uh, behind the scenes on some things, but he's already ready to do the physical classes. And he said, yep, I'm fine to do them, don't care, put me in there, you know, that type of thing. So I will um, go back to the regular schedule that we had prior to uh, this in the back room. And, well, it'll be modified, and I'll get to that in a second. But in the front room, the virtual classes will be going on. So I have Mr. B, my head instructor, doing the virtuals in front, and in the back room, uh, Master Kent will be doing the uh, physicals in the back. 
Now, those classes will be uh, structured a little bit differently. I will not have them back-to-back -back like all of them are. My 30-minute uh, uh, 3- and 4-year-olds and 5- and 6-year-olds will be 20 minutes. They won't be 30 minutes yet. Uh, and we're doing that anyways digitally anyhow. Um, but that will allow us time for them to uh, come in before class and leave after class. Right. Um, three and Like what I'm thinking, three- and four-year-olds, five- and six-year-olds, one parent can come in. I want them seated, you know, as far apart as they possibly can. Um, all adults will have to wear masks when they mm -hmm. come in. All of our instructors will be wearing masks. My seven and up uh, classes, the kids will be dropped off. The parents will not stay. Um, those 45-minute classes will be 35 minutes in length with a 10-minute layover so that I can get people out and new people can come in, that type right. of thing. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a drop-off carport type thing where they, you know, line up and, okay, that's your mom, go. That's your dad, go. Boom, boom. That, I haven't worked all that out yet, um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. And uh, there's some other stuff too, you know, but, but where do you want to go with this thus far? Well, no, I, you know, I, it's so funny that uh, I just had this conversation with um, another, a few martial arts school owners yesterday about the reintroduction and the safety measures, right? Like I'm actually getting masks made this week for all my students. I have a really cool, it's not an N95, but it's a face covering mask and it's got a samurai face on it with, um, with our it, logo yeah. down the side, you know, and uh, I'm going to give them to all my students for free. So I'm thinking like, even if we come back and we could wear, and then by the way, how cool is a ninja school? Now we're wearing masks. I might as well get the whole ninja hood and, and we start training that way, right? I've always wanted to do it. Um, but, um, but anyway, we're going to be wearing the masks. So if, if we have to, when we come back, we will do that. And I love your protocol. You, you had a few things that you threw in there that I didn't think of. But um, I thought about that too, safety distancing rules. Like my friends and I talked the other day about class size limitations, right? Going, okay, you know, set it up where they have to reserve a spot and you have an A, B schedule. Or you just say, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, these are our classes. We're only taking 20 people. The first 20 people are on this day. The, you know, and you set it up where they have to register. Um, that way the class size is a little more, more containable. Fortunately in my school, for me, I have two big floors like you. One floor is 2,000 square foot. One floor is 1,800 square foot. So I don't really have spatial issues. I could run two classrooms sim simultaneously. But we should think about, you know, the safety rules and guidelines of how you're going to do that and then follow the, you know, CDC and um, what their recommendations are. So we could come back and still have, you know, I thought about not allowing parents to sit in the lobby because then they're going to be at the same table. So let them bring the kid in, drop them off, and go out in their car and wait safely out there, you know. And um, yeah. every kid, we, we could decide whether they're going to have to wear gloves, you know, rubber gloves, or they're going to wear, you know, just the masks alone. And then everyone bathroom breaks and afterwards and washes up. Like we have to just be careful that we set all of this in place to be as safe as possible. Possible. I think it's pretty important. Yeah. And I, I the other thing alongside of that, too, is I, I thought of um, uh, doing a and I don't have a parent Facebook group, but I, I would make a parent Facebook group where I would, um, you know, the, the parents that drop their kids off would be sitting outside, but they could get on the group and we would, that classroom would be live on that Facebook group. 
so that they could still watch class via their own yeah. mobile device on that Facebook group. Um, or you, or so you could I, do it I via about that. You could do it via Zoom too, right? Where you have the Zoom, you just every class you open up the Zoom camera, and then people are watching you as the main host, and they could literally just check into Zoom as it, from the parents' car and watch the classes from there. Or simultaneously, the kids that can't make it are at home training live. If the parents are too nervous, they mm-hmm. can be at home training your live class. So you're, you're doing two, you're broadcasting in, in real time, and you're broadcasting, you know, internet. Yeah, my, my only thing is, you know, if I have virtual classes going on in front, because you can't have two Zooms going on at the same time. At least that's what right. I found. So, yeah, yeah so I would have to account. have a... Right. Well, I actually have two accounts because I have one account for the classes. I have another account for the orientations because sometimes okay. the orientations are happening while the classes are going on. So I actually do have two accounts. I don't want to do a third account. So if they want to be right. a Facebook friend, you know, and, and get on there, then, then you know, and if they don't, they don't. But that yeah, I was yeah. going to stream the, the stream the classes that way so at least they can still feel like they're a part even though they're not, uh, you know, in there. So, right. but anyways, you were saying. No, uh, you know, I, li- I like what you said. I mean, I wrote down, you know, uh, safety rules and guidelines, classroom distancing, maybe for the people that don't have spots already, you know, taped out or marked on the floor, put them in place so everyone stays to their spot. You know, when we do lines, you know, I, I, I often uh, used to get, I used to get things like this, which is like a, a bottle opener, right, or a coaster. And, um, and I use them in my dojo as I call them waiter spots, right? And then Century sells them. They have, you know, like round dots. They have hands. Um, everyone should buy those and put them on the floor so that everyone knows their spot. Even when if we're bag drilling on a wave master, knowing that, you know, this person stands here six foot away, another, 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 um, just to give them visual markers and, you know, to be as safe as possible. I mean, it's a weird thing to even be talking about this. I get it. And there's a lot of variables in this whole, you know, the social, let me just say the social distancing thing cracks me up. And also the, I saw a picture of a guy just yesterday and he was on, uh, he had his mask and his gloves on with short, a, a t-shirt and he's carrying all this stuff in his arms. And, uh, you know, so technically in my head right away, I'm like, how stupid is that? Because your gloves are protecting your hands. The ma- your mask is covering your face, but your arms are covered in, whatever else the, the product you're carrying is containing. So then people say, yeah, but most people wipe their hands with their, you know, their face with their hands, and, and that's the reason. And I'm like, but don't people do this with their arm? And now he's got the virus, sure. right? So so many people, like I, I've also seen people, they're, they're social distancing away from their relatives, but they're all eating chips out of the same container. Like, so it's people are so clueless when it comes to really this type of viral transmission. So I think that that, you know, there's a lot of variables, so we just want to be as safe as possible. Put some safety in place. Also, make people feel safe, right? Feel as safe as well, possible because, you know, we're spraying, we're cleaning, we're Windexing, we're, you know, Cloroxing. But don't also don't overdo it because so many people have gotten sick from all these, you know. One lady went to the hospital, her and her husband, because she mixed bleach and some other cleaners to wash her vegetables and created like a mustard gas, and they, they almost both died. You know, so you got to be yeah. super careful with all of the worry. Worry and fear will kill you, too. Um, but yeah. anyway, I so talked about the, you know, gonna... the mask and, and gloves. You know, that's one thing. And also the limit to class size, right? So cl- class size limitations. Yeah, and I think we, uh, when we create these rules, um, you know, for the safety of our students, 
and also for the safety of our staff. That needs to be communicated that way, that it's for the safety of everyone. Um, right. There needs to be in those, in those rules, just like you have for your regular school, because, um, like, I have a policy and procedure, you know, for our school. This is a booklet that we hand out to everybody. Um, and it has, I'm just trying to get to it right now. Um, uh, here we are. You know, it has the school policy, so it's got a bunch of uh, rules. But right. it also not only has the rules, it has the consequences for not following the rules. And right. so that needs to that needs to be communicated as well inside of, um, uh, you know, these new rules for this new normal, period. Right. And right. Um, so, but that's got to be communicated in a way that everybody knows. And so when you say, oh, well, look, I'm sorry, you know, Mrs. Jones, you, you can't come in because you don't have a mask. Your, your child is more than welcome to come in, but you can't come in because you don't have a mask. Um, you know, they, they – unfortunately, there might – I don't want to say be a fight, but there might be, um, you know, an, alter, an altercation there that you may not want to have happen. So it, to the best of your ability, because you can't make – you can't force people unless, you know, uh, you have some sort of waiver that they all sign before they come back stating that yeah. they will wear a mask, right? Um you know, you you and and you as the owner, you have to be willing to to say, you know, look, I'm sorry, you can't come in. So you got to you got to think right. about those things. They have to be communicated in a way that is showing that you are taking things as serious as possible, but not going overboard, um, you know, and making things ridiculous. And get the buy-in from your clientele, and and whether yeah. they and look. You know, whether they agree or disagree, and maybe that's how you present it, too, whether they, you know, whether, you know, Mrs. Jones, whether, you know, you agree or disagree with, with the, uh, on, on, on where we're moving forward with this, we can all agree that uh, all of us have different fears and different concerns, and we are trying to, as a studio, we're trying to take everybody's feelings and uh, into consideration as we move forward. You know, yeah. before the normal happens, we have to have these rules and policies for this new normal. You know, you know, it's interesting. Um, there are those people that will eat. I mean, I've found and here's the great thing. You know, I, you know, whenever we and by the way, can you hear me just as well, Dwayne, as before? Because I switched my headset battery ran low and I had to switch to my ear earbuds. So um, so I find that it, like for let's say we have 100 students, 90 percent of them, 90 of them are going to be fully compliant. They're going to engage. They're going to do all the right things. They're going to be understanding. Right. You know, it really depends on certain schools. Certain schools have a certain and this is something we should probably talk about in the future, a certain level of negativity to their roster. Right. Depending on how you brought them up and how you train them and onboarded them and taught them and the culture that you have in your school, there's a certain attitude that is the majority, right? Does, does that make sense to you? Like, you know, the, yeah. you know, a, a school that has a very positive environment, 90% of the people are with the, with, with the flow. They'll listen. They'll comply. They're going to come in their uniform. And then if you get those few people, random people that poison and, and I've had this where the poison started to grow because they were poisoning people and then the negativity level started to raise, right? 
So you will have the majority of people, they're going to want to be safe. They want their kids to follow and comply and be safe. They're going to want to do what is right, you know. Um, but then there are going to be those few that maybe just don't believe in it. I mean, they believe that the virus is fake. They believe this is all a hoax. They believe that they're immune. Their kids, you know, they want them to get it so that they don't get, the, you know, they become immune. And, you know, those kind of mentality. But you just have to say to them, listen, this is our policy. This is what we're sticking to. Can you please comply just for us? And for the safety of others. And, and, you know, you basically will be able to participate. And I think that will have a big buy-in. I mean, I think the majority of my people are, um, you know, they're really good that way. You know, I'd say we have like a 98% positivity rating in my school. You know, so, and that's something that's a measurable thing. Schools should really look into that and see. So, um, so yeah, that's, that was my one thought on that. So I wouldn't worry too much. I would just put it in place. And then for those that don't want to listen, you could say, hey, listen, if you don't want to come in with a mask, you just drop them off at the door. Years ago, when I had my tiny little school, I'd open the door, let people in and lock the door. Parents would stand out trying to see out of the foggy window, watch the class. When I was done, I'd open the door and I'd go, Johnny, Johnny Smith, mom's here. And they'd leave. The parents never, for a year, parents never saw what we did. They just let, it was crazy. They let their kids, I think it's insane. They would come to me and trust me. They, they were the weird old school parents who just said, yeah, take them and beat the crap out of them if they don't listen, you know, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Or they come home with black and blues, the parents would go, you had a good class, right? Nowadays, you know, uh, the kid, the kid <laughs> scrat has a scratch that he scratched himself because he was itching his face. They want to, you know, they want to have a whole investigation done, you know, so it's, right, it's yeah. a different era sure. now. Show me the camera camera footage that showed that they scratched their own face. Right, right, right. People are odd. Hey, let me. I'll tell you a quick funny story how odd people are. My buddy ran a tournament 15 years ago, and one year he, he sees the police walking around in the tournament, and then this woman runs over to the police, and the police say, um, the police say, uh, you know, and so my buddy runs over, and the police say, uh, we got a call that someone hit somebody you know and attack them viciously but i'm seeing this is a martial art tournament so the the lady's like yeah my daughter was in ring four and she got hit by the the person she was sparring and the guys the cops like you called the cops because the person she was sparring hit her because yeah this is supposed to be light contact the cop was like are you kidding me? Like you just wasted out. Like this is how crazy people get, you know, and, and are. So we're going to have to deal with some wackadoos, right? You know, but at the same time, the majority of people are all going to be amazing. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I would agree. Um, we have uh, any questions that are coming up? Or yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we have a. I like this nine o'clock slot. Seems like well, I think it's because everyone's quarantined too, right? Like everyone's home listening. Yeah, could be. But we had a lot of you know a lot of good things. You know, um, you know, Ryan Blanchard in the beginning of the conversation said they're doing two two Zoom classes a day. He's down in in uh, new not New Orleans, but he's in Louisiana. Um, you know, some other people posted and said, you know, Frank from Bermuda, which they have very small amount of cases, I think under 100 cases, but they had their first two deaths from the coronavirus. But um, they're very limited. Right. But they were still allowing cruise ships to just come in and walk around randomly without any protection whatsoever, which is crazy. But but he said that, um, you know, uh, he mentioned some of the trends with the death rate. But then he talked about, like, maybe we'll have our kids come in there in the regular clothes and change into their uniform in front of us. So they're not bringing it with them. But I don't know um, if in, it actually stays. We haven't had any real true facts that it stays and sticks to clothing. So I don't know if that's, that's something that's going on, but you know, someone else wrote, if they bring in a gi from home, they have to change it into 
um, possesses a it possesses a problem due to size of most locker rooms. So someone I forget who wrote that. I got to look on there. Oh, that was Sensei Lovering. Jeff. Yeah, that he Jeff Lovering. Yeah. He's a dear, dear friend of mine too. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that we just have to the math thing, the glove thing, if if it really is important, you know, that kind of stuff. And they could put their sparring gear under the gloves. They could if they're going to spar. If not, we're just you know, or they're hitting pads, they, you know, that kind of thing. We just have to be careful well, of all that. That's that, And see, that proposes another, uh, another thing, uh, another question that needs to be answered. And I, I think every school has to decide what they're going to do on their own. And I do think it's geographic, um, a, a geographic decision, you know, is sparring, grappling, um, self-defense, those things. You right. Know, do we jump right into those? Do Does that happen, you know, 30 days after we've been, you know, 60 days after we've been, only two weeks after we've been back together? Those are, that we really need to start thinking about that as well. Um, I don't have an answer, uh, but my immediate answer would be if somebody asked me that, I would say, yeah, no, I don't think that that's the first thing you want to jump into the first week that you're back. Um, however, you know, however, I, I think that our lead is going to be based on the CDC and the government recommendations, right? We can't be that rebel that they say, hey, no contact, and we're in our school creating contact and touching each other because that very well could spread the virus or put our people in, in risk. So you're right. I think, you know, listen, I, I just had a conference call, a, a, a one-time coaching call with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He says, I'm literally shut down. I can't do Zoom classes. I, I can't teach Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a grappling art. It's a two-man team. I'm like, of course you can. You know, you could work on a pad. If they don't have pads at home, you could work with a pillow. I go, yeah, it's not optimal. You're not grappling with each other. But you could teach every single one of the moves. You know, I said, take take an old uniform and fill it with pillows and wrap a belt around it. And you could do top mount to side mount transitions, arm bar locks, figure four locks. You could do knee on belly switching sides. You could go north-south techniques. There's a billion things that, that my one guy, Sensei Ryan, is doing. He's a grappler. And, um, you know, he's teaching a fitness class. It's sparring and grappling. He has a half an hour nonstop cardio killer, cardio killer class that he does grappling drills and, and kickboxing. That's what you should be doing. You don't actually have to be sparring. Half of the time, you should be drilling anyway, right? So now they're going to drill down on their on the quality of movement, on the technique, and all of that. So um, yes, we could spend another month in real time in the classroom, do month or two, just drilling kata, weapons, movement, self defense. You know, punch gets thrown, block, slap it down, elbow, palm heel to the face. That's the self defense move. The only thing difference is no one's punching you. You're doing it without them, right? So now you're going to have these moves so drilled in your head instinctively that they could do anything that you ask, like on call. What's number one? Boom. You know, that's that, the ten empty hands that we do. The seven basic sweeps. Like they know them like inside and out because they've been drilling them like crazy. Something that I've wanted them to do forever. Now is a chance to really buckle down on it. Yeah, but uh, there are, listen, um, it's not like it used to be. You think about the the old masters, right, who who did that, right? They would just be out in nature and just keep rehearsing those movements over and over and over again, that type of thing, right? Uh, Their focus and their determination to do something over and over and over again without being bored is totally different right. than you know, the, the, the 10, 12-year-old nowadays. 
seven, yeah. and, six and, year and old this will, I mean, that, this this has always been a struggle of ours, anyway, right? Like we think about retention. Retention is about you know excitement. You know, what's the old saying? Make the most dynamic, exciting class and they'll come back for more. And I'm like, you know, have to disguise repetition, do things differently, but the same thing in a different way. It's just, it's no different than what we've been doing, um, but we're just going to have to be smart about it, right? We have to, as martial artists, have to really alter and change our mindset so that we're able to do this. But I think we've been focused on classroom stuff right now, right? Like a lot of, you know, what if they come back? Are they going to wear gloves? What are some of the other thoughts that you have, like, just business-wise? Like, what do you think, like, to, to run the school? How are you going to – I'll ask you a question. How are you going to try to get and get the people who were paused, the people that were frozen, the people that didn't show, the ones that bounced their credit cards intentionally, the ones that did chargebacks, which were um, despicable, in my opinion. Like, call me and tell me that you want your money back. Or tell me that you're unhappy about it and we'll give you a credit and we'll freeze your membership. But don't charge it back with the credit card company because that cost me 40 bucks on top of what you just took out of my account. Like, you know, we were always on your side doing the right thing for you. We, we said it in our letter. We're not here to hurt anyone. We're not going to charge you if you can't afford it. We're not going to charge you if you don't want it. Just tell us. But they don't have the guts to do that, so they just do a quick, sneaky chargeback. Are we going to accept them back? Are we going to accept them back and make them pay the chargeback fee? Are we going to accept them back and make them pay the new prices because we're going to raise our tuition slightly, I think, um, on a lot of those people? That's what I may do. I, I just wonder, like, how? what do you think about that? Yeah, boy. Right? Um, you, that's a great question. Uh, I don't have an immediate uh, correct answer, <clears throat> but what I will say is, you know, we're still taking attendance. We'll still do the MIAs. Um, you know, when that occurs and happens, <clears throat> we will have to make physical phone calls and try right. to talk them, you know, in into, hey, did you get the letter? You know, and the letter is going to be digital anyways. It's going to be video, and it's going to be a text saying, hey, check out this, uh, the email right. I sent you in the video. Um, the nice thing about the email is I can tell if it's been opened. I can tell if the link's been clicked, you know, and I've yeah, used you, that on people that have already said some things to me. I had that the other day, and, and, and Master Chung Park is on, on with us right now, too. I hope that he's, he's listening in that we're, we're talking about Spark again. But um, – but, yeah, I, I had that parent said to me, I, I had no idea about the letters. I'm like, ma'am, we sent this right. email to you, and, and you opened it. She's like, what do you mean I opened it? I go, it shows me that you opened it. I don't know if you read it. You might have opened it and clicked delete when you found out it was for me, but it was sent to you. You got it. You received it. You opened it. So I, don't, I can't force you to read it, right? So, um, but anyway, it helps us. That's the great thing about it. It helps us be able to see what's actually well, going on. Yeah, I mean, I've had people that said, uh, not a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, didn't, I, c I couldn't believe that you were still charging. And I said, right. well, you, you know, on the 27th, I sent you an email that was uh, exciting news about our current classes or whatever the headline said. And not only did you open it, you also clicked on the link. So you clicked on the link to the video. Now, I don't know whether you watched the video or not. Right. Right. So do you remember that email? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, so you know the old anyways, saying. Back you, to you, you could you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. That's the saying that I say. 
But I also say during coaching, make a lie or tell the truth either. Right. But you know what's kind of funny? Uh, I, I always had this saying that said you can make a horse, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him fly. Meaning like you could bring him to water and he possibly, just possibly might drink or might not. It's up to him. But there's some horses you just, you'll never make any horse fly. And certain people are, and this is where a lot of the true colors are going to come out in people. Just to give us a little bit better understanding of who they are. Not to say we'll never teach them, not to say they won't be a part of our school. We just understand where they're coming from. But again, it goes back to that article that I posted on my Facebook page that everyone's in a different headspace right now. Everyone's thinking differently. They're approaching it from a different point of view. So we can't really think about it too bad. That's why I asked, what are we going to do? Are we going to charge them the charge back? Or are we going to suck it up? Are we going to just let them come back? And I everything is, yeah, you know, try to just make everything smooth and clean as possible, build our enrollment back up, get as many people back in that we're training. And then, you know, uh, for those that have fell out of the swing, they're probably going to say, yeah, well, we decided we're not going to come back. Well, like, what do we do? Force them to stick to their contract? Or do we say, okay, if that's the way you feel, then that's okay. Have a great day and we miss you and blah, blah, blah. And just move back into marketing and the build stage. Like I think that a lot of school owners are going to, I hate to say this, but I think there's going to be a lot of schools closing. Um, a lot of schools are going to go out of business, right? But there are going to be those that have things like you and I in place and we're going to go right back into marketing, right back into building like, like business as usual well, and build a school from the ground up again. Yeah. But, but that's the thing is we, we, we haven't stopped marketing. We haven't stopped right. building. You know, right. there was probably a week that I wasn't marketing. Right. That's it. And, yeah. and not only that, um, not only am I continue, uh, continually marketing, I, I decided that, you know, now is a great time to – I, I was looking to open up another location before this happened. And um, uh, I thought to myself, after a week of doing the marketing here to bring people virtually into here, uh, I thought, why don't I just go ahead and start marketing at that other location? And if I can right. get 10, 20 people on trial, and then after that happens, you know, maybe 10 of them actually join uh, the physical uh, stuff. And then we just go ahead and open up with those 10 people out of the location that we were, you know, already not necessarily contracted, but we, that we were already going to open up out at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, here's another so thing. So not that... only am I continued to, to advertise for my own location, I'm taking this opportunity. I got Mr. Bean teaching up there anyways. Right. What's 10, 20 more people for him to teach on a screen? I, I, not to belittle it. That's not what I mean. Yeah, but – I was just going to say, you know, you have an advantage now. You can eat now that you know, look, I have two locations. So if I can only be in one place at a time, but I want to leave the, all the trials, like the, the first time meetings, just like I'm doing on zoom right now for all the trials, I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one, 15 minute sit down introduction, get to meet the family, tell them what they're going to do, what to expect. Right. And then they join the class. So you could be doing that for location number two, um, Master Park could be That's doing that doing. for, you know, have one person handling all those initial meetings on, on Zoom virtually from one place to control the quality experience, like the, the Tesla experience, I call it, where you, you do a sales meeting with the Tesla officials. It's amazing. So, um, well, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of people that are actually doing, uh, those intros like that as a mass intro. I, 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 I I'm not doing that and I'm not, 
saying that you shouldn't. I'm just, I am personally not doing that. I don't want it that way, and that's just me. So right. that is an option. So to to go back to what you said, you know, there's a lot of schools that, that uh, are not um, advertising. We still are. And not only are we advertising, we're advertising and trying to open up another school through this as well. So exactly. you, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know what? Um, if, if you're if you're not advertising paid advertising, you still should be marketing or branding your school through your Zoom classes. A lot I haven't. Some of my friends haven't done that either. Like, if you taught a Zoom class, take a picture of the the class that you taught, post it on social media, and say like, check it out. We're doing on live interactive classes. By the way, you could join for free if you want, and go to our my my page and your page where we have a landing page to join for a month for free. You know, but at the same time, your your fo MA, front of mind awareness, right? You know, um, you know, uh, and, and that FOMO, fear of missing out kind of mentality, right? This is a little, the, those memes that we have. But you want to make sure that you're out there showing the world that you're still around. You want, to, want everyone to know that when we do reintroduce ourselves into the classroom setting, that your dojo's open and ready to go. Like, you know, people need to know that. Well, and, and let me say this. Uh, I... I also investigated that other area, and nobody in that area was advertising at all, right? Nobody in my area right. is either. But in that other area, one, I wanted to know, okay, what am I up against? Nobody in that area is advertising. Number two, only two schools out of that whole area were doing uh, videos, like recorded videos, and then putting them on their, their closed Facebook group. Right. And then one was doing some virtual private lessons. Right. They're not even doing what we're doing down here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, know. I was just I, I, uh, I, I, amazed. Well, that, that's why I do feel like, you know, some of, the, some of the dinosaurs are just too big to survive. You know, some of them are too small to survive. You know, um, it's just like the evolution, you know, and we're going to see this as a trend where everyone and anyone was just able to open up the school and be operational. Now we'll get to see the ones that really are going to be able to do well. So um, fortunately, but unfortunately, well, there are going to be people going out of business and there are going to be people that are going to stay in business and thrive, right? Because there's going to be people that are going to have to pick up all those students that no longer have the school to go to. Um, but but it's really all a matter of preparation. So I think that we're we're a little short on time. But I have one other question for you too. Like, um, what we've talked about this. I think it was last week with the acronym for COVID, right? You know, preparing and the billing and all of this stuff. So what are people going to do? Are they are they going to? And this is a question that people could write on board, but also something that I would recommend. Like, are they going to give uh, credit back for the time that you did Zoom classes? Like. I, in my opinion, believe like, yeah, I'm going to give people like a month, maybe a month credit at the back end. But but the majority of people, I'm going to go, you know, we have been running classes. Like some people said the dojo has been closed since March, the second week of March. I'm like, I never closed my dojo ever. I mean, physically, the doors are closed, but I've never shut down. We've been operational with 20 classes a week since the day we started going in, in live interactive classes. So I'm like, you chose not to take advantage of that. I get it. And I will work with you because I love having you as a student. But at the same time, don't ask me to give you two months credit, three months credit. It's just not fair because you didn't take advantage or, or alter your, your training regimen or change your mindset so simply. So what is everyone going to be doing? Are they going to give credits? Are they going to 
um, you know, extend the agreement out? What is it? What What are you doing? Well, I can't extend the agreement out because my month the month anyways, so that's not okay. even an option for me. Um, but no, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, now, th- does that mean that I'm not going to do some things for these people? I, I haven't come up with what I'm going to do, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think that any of the individuals that have been through this and have paid through this, you know, I will give them all uh, probably free if they got kids, free, you know, free birthday parties, um, you know, as an option. I will give them uh, some free parent night outs as an option. I I'm think, doing that as know, well. Come, yeah. Uh, August, September, depending on, you know, what's happening at that time. I think I want to do, um, you know, like a barbecue type get together for a percentage of them and then do another one the next weekend for another percentage of them and just say, you know, hey, this, this these belts to this belt, we're getting together this time. These belts to this belt, we're getting together this time, you know, in celebration and blah, 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 that type of thing. And but other than that, I don't I don't really know what else I you know I'm I'm going to do. I I'd like to do. We've talked about t-shirts, you know. I'd like to do some t-shirts. Our t-shirt summer's coming up. We usually do yeah. a sale in May for our t-shirt summer. Um, not that I wouldn't cover the cost, but I, I think I would like to get some other businesses to, I was to help say, cover go- the cost. Have other businesses pay for the shirts for you, and you're right. You know that's that's our idea. Where you know you get two sponsors on the sleeves, they pay for the cost of your shirts, and you give everyone a shirt. Um, I can tell you one thing: my buddy has done during this quarantine. He designed a shirt. His name is uh, Mike Pinelli. It's from East Coast Karate, and he wrote East Coast Karate Strong because you know we have a thing in New York, Strong Island. Long Island is Strong Island, or we're New York Strong. Ah. Dur- during the 9/11, we were New York Strong, right? You know, so he got East Coast Karate Strong shirts, and then he made a bracelet that said Courage, and then he also got he's getting these masks done. But he literally went around and delivered them in a bag to every household. Him and his son drove around for like three or four days to every student and gave them this little gift, just put it, hung it on their doorknob and said from us with a little handwritten note. Um, I've told that to some of my friends who run schools. They're like, I don't want to spend the money. And I'm like, what the heck, man? You know, like you're, you're, we are, dude, we are so lucky um, that we are in a business that, even if it's 60% of our enrollment is still attending classes and paying us, right? Um, we should be really, really happy that that's even happening. There are businesses that have literally been shut down and bankrupted due to this coronavirus, where business immediately ceased. Their overhead maybe came down because of landlords, but they have no business. Their employees had no jobs. They couldn't do anything. We just shifted from classroom classes to teaching in the living room of their house. We're so lucky. Yeah, I was going to say, I, well, I was interviewed by um, uh, John Graydon. And uh, unbeknownst to me, I was interviewed, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not a a bad thing. Um, But, uh, you know, he had wrote an article on, you know, what you should be doing, uh, at, right. you know, during this time. And I'm just pulling up my stats right now because the stats that he put on were at the time, uh, I think 69 
uh, trials, 69 leads, and physically had already talked to 20 people, you know, having 20 people on. Right now we're at 74 uh, trials um, right now. And That's great. I have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. 27 people on trial. Trial means, meaning, now let's explain that to people. They're actually doing your on live yeah. interactive classes. They're in it. Yeah, so so the 74 are, are leads. Those are 74 people that have filled out the information. I actually have 24, 20, whatever I just said, 24, 25, whatever I just counted. Uh, people that I've talked to face to face, we've done an intro, and now they're on, you know, doing everything else. Um, and then I still have, like, today I have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. I have five intros already scheduled today. Um, you know, so if if three of them show up, now I have 27 or 28 people right. on trial. And I, so I, I bring that up. One, because I, I want everyone to know that, it, that that it's possible. Number, if I can do it, it's possible, right? And and I'm not doing it. I mean, Gus is doing it. I mean, I set up the back end, uh, obviously, you know, um, with regards to how we're going to handle these people. But but Gus has a back end too that you can use. Uh, and and if you don't know who Gus Lopez is, he's our uh, Facebook marketing guy. So the, anyways, that being said. I, I will say that in the beginning, at the beginning of the month, I started a one-month free trial. Uh, this week on Monday, I switched over at, at noon. I switched over to a two-week free trial. So digitally, you know, virtual, interactive, live interactive training for two weeks. Because, um, you know, some of these people aren't, I don't have meetings with until next week because I'm booked this right. week. Right. Um, and, but I, I, my thought process is I, I need their trial to end before before May now uh, or before the end of May, uh, just so that I can get them on a physical trial. Now we still may be doing digital at that time, you know, virtual, right? But I I, I need to kind of process these people. And then real quickly, let me just say this: uh, we just so everybody knows what my special is. We, we it, right now it's two weeks digitally. After the two weeks, um, you know our normal price is one forty nine a month with a hundred dollar registration fee. We I'm telling them we have a quarantine special, so we're waiving the hundred dollar registration fee. Their first month is ninety nine, but every month after that is one forty nine. I will also mail them their uniform for free, and they'll get that uniform in the mail. So right. just I wanted to quickly say what, what we're doing so everybody knows. Yeah, and I have done the similar, same exact thing, landing page with the special. I'm doing one month free, and um, I, I don't have nearly as much success in my area as you did. Um, but uh, I just, in fact, as we're talking, I just got two people that clicked on that to do the virtual classes. So, um, you know, it's it's coincidental that that just happened, right? But I do have a few people in, um, and uh, that they're actually engaged, like this this one young girl. She's at every class, like – so I'm very confident that, you know, they're going to at least come to the dojo and try it out in real time when it comes time. And hopefully we'll be able to convert them into new members because, you know, you and I said this on a call or two ago that everyone should be tracking their losses. Who's on hold? Who quit? Who didn't renew? You have your list and say, okay, I have, I have 22 people that, that didn't engage. Then you're going to have to deal with some of the people that didn't 
that paid but didn't come, they're going to want some credit. So that's what I'm saying. The reintroduction is going to be it's going to be a bunch of steps over the course of a period of time um, to get your dojo ramped back up. Like 2020 was supposed to be the year of growth for everyone. We had a booming economy. Everything was going well. Stocks were through the roof. Everyone was just doing so. And then, bam, this hit. Um, but you know what? We will we will succeed. I mean, there was a crash back in whatever, 1989 or whatever it was, that crash with – or whatever uh, with um, – Obama, and then, uh, you know, there was a massive amount, like a recession kind of. Um, my school still thrived through that. I still had students and they're, and growing. So it really all depends on you and what you're doing. Because, you know, listen, we're not looking to add on 100 students in one day. We want to grow a few students at a time per month or, you know, whatever it is, because that's how at the end of the year you're back up to what you need to be. So just start. My my message to everyone is just start planning for this now so that you're not caught behind the eight ball when we reopen. Put your rules and regulations in place. Talk about whether you're going to have them wear masks and gloves. You know, make sure that people know that there is going to be a, a a class assignment. So you have to sign up ahead of time to get in the classroom. Make, you know, let people know that if they're if they don't have a mask, they won't be admitted into the school. Talk about how you clean, you know, what you're doing to disinfect. And, and again, you know, my one guy, Ryan, in the beginning was walking around with Lysol containers. I'm like, that's not really good for people's lungs. So we, we have to think about that as well. You can't over-sanitize to the point where people are going to start getting toxic uh, fumes and, and breathing this in. So, you know, be careful, but at the same time, let people know you do mop the mats. You do wipe down the counters. You know, do you do, you know, clean every day, twice a day? You the know, door handles and lights. The door handles, and everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so a lot of that stuff, you know. So, again, that's another funny thing. You know, people wear gloves. They wipe their face because they're gloves, but then they grab your door handle, you know, and then if another person grabs that door handle and then wipes their face. Now, it's the same transmission type of mentality. That's why you have to be really careful. So that's why so many people are saying just stay in. Don't come out. Um, but anyway, we have to be really careful with what we're doing and the processes. That's really all, all we have. To, and then think about the future, right? Think about – what are you going to do over the next four months? What is going to be your reintroductory party? Are you going to have a party? Are you going to give them a gift? Are you going to do a parents' night out? Are you going to do a virtual online game day with the kids? Are you going to are you going to you know, give them T-shirts and you know get a T-shirt you know uh, you know Illinois strong you know that you know TriStar martial arts strong you know what I mean like what are, what I are like you that doing? better yeah <laughs> yeah it's try not to try not to think with the with the mentality of a scarcity. Always think through the mentality of abundance, right? You know, no, no, nobody wants to be on a ship when the waves start getting tossed around and the captain goes, I think we're going to go down soon, but hold on tight. We'll see how this works out. You know, you want the captain to go, we're fine. It's all good. We're going to make it through this. We're going to have, a sh we appreciate you parents that stuck with this. Like be thankful, be super thankful and show those parents how appreciative you are. Um, because, uh, I have to be honest. If you don't, you're going to lose people. Yeah, and I, I, I we talked about this on another call, um, but I, I sent everybody a handwritten card, um, and yeah. uh, I will be I'll be doing that next week. I'm going to re redo that. It'll be it'll be a month since I've sent them a handwritten card. So I'll go through my system and send everybody another handwritten card um, as well. So yep. uh, and obviously, you know, obviously I have. 
uh, access to do that through, you know, my card sending system. But uh, hey, I see hey, Mr. Ron Sell just got on. I was just going to say, we have we have some legends on here. Dave, Dave Kovar, <laughs> right? Master Kovar, who is uh, is an incredible martial artist and, and leader in our community. Um, Renchi Adam McCauley, who runs a super huge, beautiful, gorgeous school in upstate New York. And then Master Ron Sell, the founder and, and partner of Sparks, that him and Master Park was on a little while ago. So we're really lucky um, to have these kind of legends and, and leaders, thought leaders in our in our world. So they're going to be sharing information in their groups as well. And um, you yeah. know, we're happy to be a part of all this. So just to recap real quickly, um, you know, right now where we're at, we're quarantined. Um, what are you what what is your reentry plan? We, we gave you some options, some ideas to be thinking about, uh, you know, so the connection from quarantine to to new normal to, you know, hopefully, you know, some sort of normalcy at some point. And um, just we wanted to give you these ideas to understand that, okay, I really need to be thinking about the transition and how that's going to look, take in consideration my, uh, my constituents, their, their feelings, their fears, um, uh, all of those things, and then moving forward, coming up with a plan of action. If you guys feel like you need to or want to talk to us, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We, we, we would be happy to help. When yeah. I have formulated everything down to the message that I'm going to be giving to my constituents, I'd be happy to share, you know, with, with everyone. Maybe, you know, when we decide to do that, we can, you know, do a quick call, um, you know, with regards to that. Uh, that messaging and how that's going to look and how the policy and procedures are going to play out, you know, for the future. So uh, I just wanted to do that quick, quick recap so that everybody has, you know, the, yeah. has that. And go ahead. I'm sorry. You're going to say something. No, I was going to say, too, that, um, you know, when uh, if they'd like too, they could post on our martial arts school owner Facebook page um, questions there, you know, then you'll get the whole, you know, we have, I think about 600 members in our group and there are a lot of really giving, sharing, as you can see, Ron sells on here with us, you know, uh, all these other people, master Kovar and other great martial artists that we mentioned before, they'll, they'll share with you what they're doing. We can get a really good consensus of what you're doing in your area. And it will vary based on state, based on, um, like, you know, even my my student from Bermuda is on here with us all the time. They're in a totally different picture over there. Right. You know, so right. they're behind they're behind the curve as far as time goes, because they just started like a week ago um, being in quarantine. So they're going to probably push out to June and July. Um, but uh, to keep and curb the, you know, the, the trends going upward. So anyway, post there, you know, talk to each other there, you know, just make sure that you're doing it with taste and you're not, you know, fighting with each other and being, you know, nasty, always have good decorum and, and to don't use it to market your product if you can, because I just go in and I delete that. We try to keep this page entirely market free um, because you and I have products too, and we never sell um, or rarely ever sell our products, you know? Um, so uh, we don't want people to use this as a tool to market their companies, but, but yeah, post and, and start conversations and, and work with each other. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, Allie, thanks for your time and uh, everyone. Thanks, thank you. Uh, want to remind everybody that uh, if you're looking for past podcasts, you can go to schoolundertalk.com, subscribe, uh, to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your, um, you know, your, your, 
podcasts from. You can uh, just look up schoolownertalk.com on those podcasts, and then you can get it delivered straight to your device. You won't get to see us. It'll be in audio form. Uh, but other than that, you, you uh, will get to hear all the information. So thanks, guys. Be safe. And, um, you know, look, uh, let's, let's be martial arts strong. I, I like that strong word. Let's be martial arts strong. I like that. That's awesome. All right. I'll talk to you later. Take care. All right. Bye. Out to everybody. Sayonara. Bye.